Radio Texas, live with Buddy Logan. Radio Texas Live, I'm Buddy Logan, and the legendary Cody Canada on with us tonight. How you doing, Cody? I'm good, man. Legendary, that's weird to hear. Legend- oh, come on, dude, you hear that everywhere you go. You hear that everywhere <laughs> you go. I think we should change that to obnoxious. <laughs> I'll stick with legendary. I'll let your wife, I'll let your wife uh, use obnoxious. Okay, cool. That'll work. Um, so you guys are you guys are hanging in there. The uh, family had the uh, had a run in with COVID, kept you out of music fast. Yeah, we had to had to bow out. We've done pretty good to avoid it, even with the school of rock. And everybody's hanging in there, doing strong, healthy. Yep. What was your streak of music fest? You know, uh, how many consecutive years had you been? This would have been uh, last year. Actually, would have been my nineteenth, and this year to be my twentieth. Wow, that's a lot. I, you haven't missed one. You you haven't missed one in twenty years, or you hadn't missed one in twenty no. years. I haven't missed one. I, I called John Dixon and and told him that I was, he knew in my voice. And I just said, hey, buddy. He goes, hey. <laughs> I said, man, it, it got through the door and I can't do it. And then, you know, and he told me, he's like, well, you're doing the right thing. And he said, I had a I had an award for you. And I was like, well, I figured it was probably the 20th anniversary. So I'll just pick it up next year. Do we know, do we know who has the record for most consecutive music fests? I'm thinking like maybe Crager or Jack Ingram. I think it's Crager. Well, it ain't Jack. Jack it, I mean, oh, he Jack missed out can, on a lot. Yeah. He, he's canceled a lot of them. Yes. Yes. I think it's, I think it's Crager. I think he might, him, I think he might have like 22 or three. Wow. Uh, Roger Crager, we think has the record for most music fest, consecutive music fest appearances. Thank you so much for your time, man. Always a pleasure. You got it, man. I'm just hanging at the house today. Ain't hanging out. So I was uh, checking out your Facebook page and you posted a picture with Bob Saget, who passed away recently. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. everybody loved Bob Saget, Danny Tanner, America's Funniest Home Videos. Did you know him or did you guys just kind of snap a picture one night? I didn't know him. I did a, a gig. I actually hung out with him a, quite a bit that night. I met him in Chicago. I did a... Um, the Windy City Smokeout with Dirks Bentley. Nice. We had done a run with Dirks, and there was like 24,000 people at that gig. And um, man, I turned around and I said, I really think that's Bob Saget. <laughs> and uh, I really hate to be that guy, but we have to go get a picture. I mean, I mean, when, it, when are we going to get this chance again? And I, don't, and I even thought, I don't care if he's a jerk. Right. I just want to get a picture. Walked over to him, and um, I didn't introduce myself or anything. I said, I think that you were the best of the aristocrats. I don't know if you've seen the aristocrats. And he turned around and said, man, that was a good show. I was like, well, thank you. And, and he said, uh, you know, Gen, Gen Z tried to cancel me because of that. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot you can do these days without trying to get canceled. canceled. Yeah. But he was very nice, very sweet. And, um, and, you know, just, uh, like I said, very accommodating. Nice. Now I'm going to have to check out the aristocrats. Is it just like a, it's a, a documentary? Is it a comedy special? It's a comedy documentary. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. All right, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna look into that. It's you know, yeah. Make sure make sure the kids and the faint of heart are out no. of the room because <laughs> it's vulgar, man. Uh, Cody, I was looking up some stuff, and I mean, I've had you on the show. I don't know how many times, countless times over the past ten plus years. I did not know this though until just about thirty minutes ago. Uh, your sons are named Dirks and Willie, but I did not know it was Dirks Cobain Canada and Willie Vetter. Dude, you guys are coming in strong with the uh, with the flex on names. I had no idea; never seen that before. Yeah, they uh, when Dirks was, as I say, cooking in the oven. There were several names that we first names, but uh, Cobain was always the middle name if it was if he was going to be a boy. And um, same with Willie. But you know, I'm me and my wife are uh, children of the '90s. You know, we were that movement of music 
was just as important as the seventies rock and roll. I, my was, I felt like I was at the perfect age. You know, I was, I was 13. My parents had just split. So I was looking to, I wanted to break things, you know, I wanted to be destructive and I wanted to be, I was into rock and roll and this gave me an, an opportunity, you know I mean? It was like punk, but with better lyrics right? and more sober thought out playing and know? good melodies. Yeah. Yeah. Melodies. And, um, so there, there was no doubt. I mean, between Nirvana and Pearl Jam, I mean, it, I feel like it sculpted my trajectory in music as much as Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson did. There was no doubt that they were going to be named after some rockers. So Dirks Cobain is uh, really getting into performing. He's got his band. Uh, two-part question for you, Cody Canada. What's the best part about Dirks following in your footsteps? And what's the worst part about him following in your footsteps? <laughs> uh, uh, the best part is actually watching, hearing my influence, you know, that sounds really brash and cocky, but you know, I, I haven't been a part of his training, you know, I just, he always get up and jam with me and whatever, but he's really taught himself, but to hear him do it, like we played in Tulsa a few weeks ago and he went off in his solo and his mom just looked at me and it's like, I know, <laughs> I know that sound, that was my attack. And we call him heavy hand because his right hand is just monstrous. You nice. Know? So Willie's been in the band for a year and they immediately got these songs down to the best that they could do. And then we went to the studio and they whipped the record out in two days. So that that's going to come out before the month's over. Uh, the worst part, hopefully, huh? The 28th. Okay. January 28th is when the record comes out. So Willie's telling me, nice. I don't know. There hasn't been, there hasn't been a worst part yet. They're good kids. There hasn't been a downside yet. So hopefully, hopefully it stays that way. Awesome. Well, next I'll ask you the question again next time. And, and hopefully there's still okay. no answer. <laughs> All right, Cody, uh, I want to get into the uh, re-record of Soul Gravy, and we're also going to debut your new single, If You Want It That Much. But first, I want to uh, I want to play Coach Tribute to Ragweed tonight. Of course, everybody knows it. And, and it's got to be wild enough for you when bands are singing about you, uh, like you used to sing about your heroes. But how wild is it to see, and maybe you haven't seen this yet, but it's wild for me to see it. How wild is it to see uh, Coach's youngest fans not even realize who Ragweed was? Who, <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. I, I actually did a an opening spot for him 2019, just right down the street from my house at Whitewater Amphitheater. Uh-huh. And we had a good response. You know, the folks knew some of the key songs, but, you know, I dug a little deep into the B-sides. And of course, you know, we do Boys from Oklahoma and everybody knows it. And you can see the the light switch flick on with some of them. <laughs> right. But the funniest thing of it is I was, um, I went to Walmart in New Braunfels to get decorations for the school, Halloween decorations. Uh-huh. And this guy walked up, this kid walked up, he was my kid's age, and he walked up and he goes, dude, you're the guy that opened for Co." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we were walking out and Willie said, is, is that, does that bother you? He's like, hell no, it doesn't bother me. That's awesome. You know, I mean, you know, I didn't know who Robert Earl Keane was until Robert Earl Keane was probably 43 years old. Right. And now he's my favorite, you know, and from that, that point on, he was my favorite of the scene. So, no, I love it. Uh, Cody, Ragweed's 10th and final album, Happiness and All the Other Things, it was released in 2009. Last year, uh, Music Fest, we got the Ragweed tribute album. And this year, Cody, we are getting the highly anticipated re-record of Soul Gravy, which was the second uh, studio album from cross-Canadian Ragweed. And your famous sick and tired duet partner, Leanne Womack, will be singing with you on some of it at least, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she was one of the first people that I reached out to, and I called her and said, I really don't think I can do this without you. And she said, well, I've been telling you for years that anytime you need me. So she was in uh, Ray Wiley. 
I asked him to split rock and roll with me. Randy Rogers is always more than happy to, to help out. He's a good buddy on the song that we wrote. So we dove in and I, I will, the backstory of Soul Gravy is we were so busy. I built these songs, wrote these songs, uh, most of them on my own. Uh, I think there was a couple that were <clears throat> songs, friends of ours. And I love, I love recording friends songs if it feels right. Mm-hmm. So I built this catalog of tunes for this uh, record. And there's not one song on that record that I was not happy with, but I was unhappy with the recording because we got off the road. Re- I mean, we came from a gig and pulled into the studio and started recording. And uh, Mike McClure, they just come out with those line six pods and you can get any sound you want out of this pod. It sounds like any amp. You can sound like yourself. You can sound like Eddie Van Halen. And um, McClure wanted to use these because we didn't have to load gear into the studio. So I got to go in this time in my own studio on my own time with 25 different amplifiers and four different bass rigs. and uh, <laughs> All the all amps these, you could find. Yeah. Vintage drum kits and time. It was really fun and relaxed and there was nobody breathing down our necks. And I got to do these songs the way that I felt like they should be done. It really has turned into, I felt like it's a redemption. I know everybody loved that record. Most people that I've talked to, I know your story behind it. Yeah, I love it. But I really felt like I, I, I felt like I redeemed the record just in my own mind. Cody, uh, re-recording Soul Gravy, iconic ragweed album. Uh, was this inspired by Taylor Swift's re-records? Yes, because of Taylor Swift and what she did with, let me back up. Okay. So when Ragweed split, I wanted merchandise to sell on the road and I called them and I talked to somebody that had no idea who I was. We'd been there for five records. And mm-hmm. um, I said, I, you know, this is Cody and I need to get some of those box sets to sell. She goes, okay, they will be $35 a piece. I said, I'm not paying, I'm not paying a penny for my own music. She goes, well, that's how it is. You know, I mean, you know, the, those albums belong to Universal Recording Group. So I just hung up mad and sad and let it be. So years went by and I have this giant endless supply of probably 300,000 records, CDs that aren't going anywhere because CDs aren't moving, but I don't have any vinyl. Well, it come time to, I wanted to repress. Well, with the ragweed lawsuit agreement, I can't reproduce anything. So when the same thing happened to Taylor Swift, that's when I thought, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Yes. Yes. I'm pretty sure I don't have the bank account or the lawyers that she has, but <laughs> I mean, I can get away with this. So the precedence has been set. Yes. Yeah. So I um, reached out and asked uh, some of the folks in Nashville if, you know, I didn't want to get rolling on this and get shut down. So they said, go for it. Cody Canada on with us, the re-record of Soul Gravy. We're looking at uh, what kind of release date on this? Probably, I would say probably March. March-ish? Probably March. Okay. All right, I'll be on the lookout for it. I'm excited to hear it. Let's do it, Cody. The brand new single, If You Want It That Much. And it's just kind of a one-off thing. It's not included on the, of course, Soul Gravy re-release. It's not going to be a part of any Departed album, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, it's not going to be a part of Soul Gravy for sure. We, uh, I've been kicking the idea around for years, like the last three or four years, about do I do a record? Do I just do singles? And a lot of folks that I have talked to and the radio said just do singles. Because the attention span, I mean, it's just yeah. not there anymore. But I mean, if we if we do a record, I'm going to release the the four singles that I have done in the last year and add some more to it. Stay tuned on that one. Uh, but definitely happening the re-release of Soul Gravy in the next couple months. Uh, we're looking at March, maybe April, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, uh, it's going to be. I don't know about CDs, but I know it's going to be on vinyl and digital download. 
Nice. Tell us about tell us about the new single if you want it that much. This is one of those ones that I was talking earlier about my friends. Um, I heard this song, oh, 2000, 99, 2000. Oh, wow, uh, wow. I think it came out around the, about the first year of Ragweed. And then, um, and I'd heard this song one night. It's like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. You know, I mean, the it has a line in it that says, I make my guardian angel work harder than yours. And I thought that's the best thing I've ever heard written. I wanted to record it and it really just kind of slipped my mind. Um but this is one of the ones that I said, we, I think we got to do it. I think um, just for my own well-being <laughs> and just to, to finally do something I said I've been going to do for 20 years. Let's do it. Uh, Cody Canada, new single, If You Want It That Much, featuring your pal Jeremy Plato and Mason Morris from uh, Co. Wetzel on this one sure. as well. Uh, new Cody Canada. Cody, thank you so much for your time, man. Always good catching up. Thank you, brother.